Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. We're looking at Galatians. We've been looking at Galatians the last few weeks. Galatians chapter 3 specifically. We're going to continue to look at some of those verses, but I want to skip over to verse 14, where it says, He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Earlier in this chapter he talked about does god give you a spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard he uses the example of the spirit and having the spirit what a lot of christians don't seem to realize is that without the holy spirit you don't have a church it's through the power of the holy spirit it's the holy spirit indwelling in us that makes us the children of god being good doesn't make you a Christian. Being nice doesn't make you a Christian. Going to church every Sunday through the building every Sunday doesn't make you a Christian. It's the Holy Spirit that makes you a Christian. It's the power of the Holy Spirit living inside each and every one of us, given to us by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But it's the Holy Spirit that makes the church. Now, I was telling somebody just the other day, if without the Holy Spirit, you just have another social club. I know there are a couple of groups in Chico that meet every Sunday morning. The Elks and some other ones, They and unless it's completely different, the Elks would have their fizz breakfast every Sunday morning. And other groups meet on Sunday morning. They'll have some kind of brunch. Without the Holy Spirit, the church is just another social group that meets on Sunday morning. It's the Spirit that sets us apart. It is the Spirit that brings our spirit back to life. It is the Spirit that gives us power. It is the Spirit that miracles are worked through. And that's what he reminds us again, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. He says there in verse 5, does, does he give you the Spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard? It's, this, it's through the Spirit that lives are changed. It's through the Spirit that people are healed. We said before, people say, well, I don't think God does miracles anymore. And the only way that you could say that, the only way that you could think that is if you have never seen one, never seen one in your own life, never seen one in the church. Yesterday's service or a couple of days ago service, I said, you know what? I've had people say, or I asked people, I know they went to church today. How'd it go? It was, it went good. It went smooth. I said, what's that mean? And they said, everything just went smooth. Every, everything went the way it was supposed to go. Went according to plan. Right. And you know what? When you think about that, what does that mean? Everything went smooth. Everything, people stood up when they were supposed to. They sat down when they were supposed to. They sang what they were supposed to. Everything just went smooth. No, nobody disrupted anything. Nothing, nothing unseemly happened. Nothing was out of the ordinary. It just all went smooth. And you know what? I'm convinced more and more the church just wants everything to go smooth. Nobody get delivered. Nobody get set free. We we just go to church and it's a good show. No spirit Man, of wisdom or revelation. Show. 
That was a good show. Everything went smooth. The production went well. Yeah. I mean, it just worked. It just flowed. It was just the way it was supposed to go. Everything flowed from one thing right into the next. And it was, it, it was just a really good show. I don't think God wants us to put on a good show. I, I think he wants us to actually worship him, praise him, hear from him, speak to him, see his Holy Spirit at work. I'm reminded of Malachi chapter 3. They were going to church every week. They were going to the temple. They were going to the temple. They were sacrificing the way they were supposed to sacrifice. They were doing everything on the outside look good. And you know what God says to them? He says, you know what? I wish somebody locked the door and you guys would never come back. If this is what you're going to do, if you're just going to play at it, if you're just going to have a form of it, if you're just going to have a show, he says, I just assumed somebody locked the door and you never came back to the place. I think that God wants to say that to a lot of church buildings, local church bodies in the United States today. If, if this is what you're going to do, if this is how you're going to do it, I just assumed you guys locked the door and, and never came back. The church in Laodicea, what was their problem? They were lukewarm. God says, I'd rather you were cold. <laughs> At least then I could do something with you. <laughs> I can heat you up. <laughs> yeah. But this lukewarm stuff, I'm just about ready to spit you out. I'm ready to spew you out of my mouth because I just can't take any more of this stuff. Well, Richard, I'm glad you said that because that reminded me of what we were just talking about before the broadcast about lukewarm Christians and not. We were talking about how the whole earth is waiting for the manifestations of the yeah, it's Son of God. Yeah, waiting for us to be and, who and that's we're what, to be. And that's what God's saying. I want you guys to be who I said you are and do what I said you can do. Remember, he says, be holy for I am holy. And, and be, Scripture calls us ambassadors for and Christ. Stop one second there, and I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to. People here, be holy because I, as I am holy. And they think that means follow the Ten Commandments. Do good. Be nice. Follow this rule. Follow that rule. And he's not talking about that when he says, be holy as I am holy. The way we're holy is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Not by following some rules. Go ahead. Right, right, right. But uh, we were just talking, you know, before the broadcast about, you know, Christians whose faith is on fire. How they're going to. Paul said it like this. He said, and, and I, I, this bears witness to me, and I declare the same thing. And my speech and my preaching, or what I'm talking about, is not in, in human wisdom, but in the spirit and in the power. He said that your faith, in the demonstration of the spirit, back to the spirit, and of power, that your faith will not be in the, in the, uh, of men, but in the power of God, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So God says, okay, I revealed to you who you are in me. You've been saved for 20 years now. Now I want you to go out and not just, yes, this includes Sunday as well in your building, but I want you to manifest my presence, my glory, my power, be an ambassador, be my representative all throughout the week because the whole earth is just waiting on you, you guys, my people who are called by my name, and the scripture said, those who know their God shall do mighty exploits. God said, I want you guys to go represent me to the fullest. And here's my issue, that the church, especially where we live, they're misrepresenting God. You know, they're, they're again, like Timothy said, you know, they're having this form of godliness, but denying the power. And he told us from such Christians like that, don't you really 
be like them. Yes, you love them and pray that they receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that they come up and be mature. But don't you be imitators of them? Because the scripture tells us in Ephesians, be imitators of God as dear children. And I was just reading this scripture while we was in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. And the subtopic title was Walk in Light. And, and I'm going to start at 5, 8. It says, For you were once darkness. That's when we were unsaved. But now you are light in the Lord. Hmm. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit, uh-oh, there's that Spirit again, is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So, I was saying earlier how God's people are supposed to expose darkness because we're light and we should be out being ambassadors for Christ in every area of life where there's injustice. We should be speaking on it where, you know, people are being disenfranchised. The church, the representatives of the kingdom of God should be speaking about it and displacing it. And I'm going to read on verse 15 says, See then that you walk, and walk means to live, live circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Yes, they are. Verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And here it is. A lot of Christians haven't understood what the will of the Lord is. And I always say this, the will of the Lord is really simple. Because when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, he said, okay, I want you to pray in this manner, in line with this. Now, here's the will of the Lord, that his kingdom would come and that his will or his way of doing things will be done, where at? On earth, as it is in heaven. And he says, I'm going to use you to make that happen because the kingdom is inside of you. And in the Old Testament, God kind of just did everything for people. In the New Dispensation, he says, I'm going to work in and through you now. Well, see, and that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. There it is. There this, you go, right there. That's right, it. I mean, this, this is <laughs> yeah. where I think the church makes a big mistake. We don't talk about the Spirit enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about his kingdom come on earth, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But that can only be through the power of the Holy Spirit. We right. can't just decide we're going to be good. We can't just decide we're going to be nice. We That's not enough. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that all these things happen. Yeah. And I ask myself, every time I meditate on that scripture or study it, read it, I always ask myself, how was it done in heaven? Because that's what his will is, that it, things be done on earth as they're done in heaven. Then he told us he's given us the keys to the kingdom. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. So how is it done in heaven? Because everybody aspires to go there, especially those who get saved. They want to get saved, boom, get hit by a car and off to heaven. They can't wait to get to heaven. Because we heard the streets were paved with gold. There's no sickness there. There's no bank robberies. Nobody's stealing. Nobody hating on one another. No hatred. Nobody's no racism. Ebola. None of that. No Ebola. None of that in heaven. And God say, well, oh, wow. That's why the whole earth is waiting on you. Because I want you guys. I'm going to work in and through you guys to manifest that here on earth. And I always tell people this. God can only work in and through you to the degree that you believe. And since we were talking about spirit, Jesus said something about spirit in John 6, 63. He said, the words that I speak are spirit and they are truth. 
And that's why you need to have the word of God, because his word is spirit also. And his Holy Spirit, which dwells in us, bears witness to the truth of his word, which is spirit. And that's what's going to transform you and renew your mind. His word as you imparted in you. And it's going to give you some wisdom and some revelation and some insight. And you're going to be like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do as a child of God, as an ambassador for Christ, as a minister of reconciliation. I'm to be on the earth, this place in darkness or the kingdom of darkness and invading it with light or the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God. That's what I'm supposed to do as a Christian. I can't sit up here and, and, and allow Satan to continue to condemn me and not know who I am in Christ because I can do very little for God if I have the wrong identity or image of who I am. I have to believe and understand that I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what he says I can do. So if he tells me to go out and displace darkness, that's the mandate. And go make disciples and, and, and train them up. Let's don't make them to be bench warmers, pure warmers. Train them up and send them out. That's our ministry's mission. We're going to train you up to be full grown in Jesus. And we're going to send you out into the world and be a world changer and a history maker. That's what God wants. So if you, you know, that's the whole thing about this show, Faith on Fire. We want to ignite your faith on fire to not just be a hearer of the word only, but a doer. Well, see, and then when you talk about ha we have what he says we have, one of the things that we have that he says we have that I think we don't realize we have is the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised people from the dead, we still have. Right. The same Spirit that healed people, we still well, have. Well, this is all New Testament. You know, yeah, <laughs> and but people say, well, that was, just from, that was just from Bible days. That was just for the past. No, no, this is Bible days right here. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the word so endures forever. Lying. Right. See, if, if you think that God doesn't do miracles, then you think he's lying. Because he said the same spirit that did all those things is alive in you. Well, if, if you don't believe that, then you're saying he's a liar. If you don't believe that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever then you're saying he is a liar. But well, he, what he says is the truth. So we know that the spirit is alive in us. That same spirit that raised people from the dead, the same spirit that healed people is alive in us. Well, if, if you're saying you don't believe that, you probably don't believe you're saved. No, well, I, I, <laughs> you probably don't believe I, you're I, saved. I've known a lot of I'm Christians just saying that. Yeah. that. That believe they're saved. But that's just for some other day. That was for the past. That wasn't for now. You so can't expect what, what, those things to happen now. That was, well, for, so, so that was for apostolic times. These are apostolic times because the word endures forever. Well, don't you're not trying to convince me because <laughs> I believe you. But <laughs> the, we're speaking to the people that don't believe this. That we're igniting people's folks' that faith on somehow fire. Somehow that that was just in the old days. That was somehow that was just. Well, he still in, said, in and, and he said, these signs shall follow those who believe, and we call ourselves believers. He said, in his name, we'll do this, that, and other. Cast out demons. Lay hands on the sick. Uh, speak with new tongues. Speak with new tongues is what we're talking about now. Have, uh, remember our speech and our preaching not, are not with enticing words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. That's what our speech is like. And here's the deal. We're speaking what thus said the Lord, and God watches over his word to perform it. So all I have to do is speak the word only and, and send the word. Because the word doesn't return void. That's where the power is at in the word of God and in the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. So when we use, remember, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Jesus is called the word of God, too. When we put those three together, it's like an atomic bomb and it won't return void. If I set, out a, set off an atomic bomb, it's going to do some damage. 
So when I send the word, especially believe in the word, because faith is a force. Faith is a force. And, and doubt is the opposite of faith. So again, for those folks that are receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, and they're still doubting the power of God, it's not going to work for them. Jesus told us, I think in Luke, he talked about a prophet has honor except in his own hometown, and he couldn't do no many mighty works among them except heal the few sick people. And it said because of their unbelief or because of their doubt. If you have doubt in God's word, it ain't going to work for you. But I like what he said in Romans. It, what if some don't believe? Did it make the word of God of no effect? Certainly not. Let God be true and every man be a liar. So the word of God only works effectively in those who believe. It says that in Thessalonians. So those who don't believe, you, they're right. Because whatever you believe, you're right. Right. Yeah, we're well, right. Whatever well, you believe. You know, and to go back to what we were talking about the, at, closer to the beginning of the show, when you talk about the show at church on Sunday morning at the building, you know, everything production, going, everything going smooth, everything going the way it's supposed to go. What happens if we pray for three or four people? We might have to cut out a song because otherwise we're going to go long. Oh, the pastor, he might have to cut his sermon back. So we can't be having a bunch of people traipsing up to the front where we're going to pray for people because that's going to throw off our schedule. That's going to throw off our timing on all the other stuff. But it's going to increase the presence of the Lord. And, and, and this is yeah, one of the but songs. it's going to mess up the show. I mean, uh -uh. the show's got to hey, end at noon because if the Richard, show don't end up at noon, we're going to be late getting to the restaurant. No, and one, and uh, most of our services, I love it when we start off with this song. It's a song called The Presence of the Lord is Here. It goes, the presence of the Lord is here. I feel it in the atmosphere. You want the presence of the Lord in your service because the scripture, that's biblical and scriptural. The scripture says where two or more gathered together in his name, he's in their midst. Well, he's in their midst, not just sitting back. He's in there to make something happen. So stir up some stuff, man, to deliver, to set free, to heal. So you want to invite the presence of the Lord in your service and then let him ha take over. As you were just saying that every Sunday, I always don't get all my scriptures off. Because the Holy Spirit didn't interrupt the service and did what he wanted to do. And my wife always saying, and she praised that into the service. And I said, yeah, it went like that. He did it again. He interrupted my program and he did his own thing. But here's the thing. Scripture said God is doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? If God's doing something, you know, let him you go. You know how many Christians, though, would think that if, if a bunch of people wanted to be prayed for and there was a bunch of people prayed for, and in fact, so many that the pastor couldn't give a sermon that that wasn't real church. That wasn't real. That wasn't real. So we can't have that happen because we got to hear that sermon. We got to hear that sermon. Well, okay. Well, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you heard the sermon, now faith should be coming. Now you should act on faith because remember, faith is a force. It's like it's like the big uh, Hoover Dam. <laughs> so all the power comes from. I'm using being simple. It's what well, it's the power source. So if you didn't heard the sermon, you just want to hear the sermon. You are you the scripture said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. So are you hearing it through the ears of condemnation or are you hearing what the spirit is saying and you're going to act on well, see, it? See, in here, the spirit can speak through healing people. Right. Just as surely Definitely. as he can speak right, right, right. the pastor giving a sermon. Right. See, a lot of times we forget that seeing people healed. See, I should ignite your faith on fire. We have a lady in our church. I pointed her out just this past week that I was at the hospital when the doctors told her family to go in and say goodbye to her because she wasn't going to make it through the night. Mm -hmm. 
That's been about eight months ago. She's still, still in here. church on Sunday morning because the doctors don't always know what they're talking about because God still performs miracles. And we somehow, you know, and I know we've talked about this issue before. We put God, doctors in the place of God. The doctor said, the doctor said, the doctor said, so that's just well, got to be the way it is. You just referred to the scripture early on in the broadcast. He who works miracles among you, do we, he does it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, he does it by the hearing of faith because without faith, you can't even we believe God. what we heard. So, but he said, he who works miracles. So he's saying, oh, he still works miracles, but I just want to know how's he doing it? Because are you keeping the law, the Ten Commandments, or are you just believing? Right. See, the implication of Paul writes to the Galatians there in chapter 3 is that these miracles are happening. Right. Clearly, they're happening. He says, what makes you, how do you think they're happening? What do you think is causing them to happen? Is it following the law or following the Spirit? Too many Christians, though, they're not seeing miracles. And I would, this is an indictment, I think, of the church in America in some ways. We're not seeing as many miracles because we're not believing what we heard. Right, right, right. And it's because we're trying to follow the law. It's because we're trying to follow the Ten Commandments. It's because we're trying to be good. It's because we're trying to be nice. And we re- we've forgotten that there's a Holy Spirit who's still alive today, who's still doing miracles today, and who indwells in us, and he wants to see things happen. Well, it's back to Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. We have so much word and truth, because God's word is the truth. That tells us that God is the God of the supernatural. He's the God of more than enough. And again, I had a religious person tell we me. He takes a little, couple of loaves and fishes and feeds 5,000 people. Well, I had a religious person tell me the other day that they saw me riding my bike. I ride my bike for several reasons, you know, to uh, kind of erase my ecological footprint and to stay in shape and to preserve. Yeah, now that you're drinking those those <laughs> vegetable drinks and uh, riding your bike. I right, right. And, and, and to preserve. Re- preserve gasoline yeah but uh so i'm riding my bike this religious lady she saw me riding my bike you know what she said what a pastor doing riding a bike and now she was about 400 pounds so i'm saying to myself <laughs> you need to be riding the bike but she said you know and i correct her in love saying you know what i'm riding the bike as i'm riding and i was riding through the community of chapman town and i'm saying as i'm riding this bike i'm praying i'm praying over this community and i'm releasing because freely I receive, freely I give. I'm releasing the power and the presence of God over this community and over the inhabitants in this community that God would just ignite a hunger in them that they'll beat that door down at 574 East 12th Street and come in there and hear the word and get their deliverance and get their healing. I'm, I pray that every time I ride through the community, through this whole city, especially the community where our building sits. So, And, and I told her that's, that's one of the reasons I'm riding the bike. Oh, man, that didn't go well with her at all. She continued to insult me, <laughs> and I continued to correct well, a real her. A pastor love. wouldn't be riding a bike, is that what? And, it is? and that's what it was. A real pastor wouldn't be riding a bike. He'd be and driving I, a and, Cadillac and, or what? Right. <laughs> yeah, obviously a Cadillac. <laughs> so again, I told her why I ride my bike, and I didn't insult her and tell her, you know, she needs to be. So two days later, and I tell the story to our congregation. Two days later, I'm riding my bike, and I'm riding and, and doing our giving time. We believe God for a corresponding return on our giving. Bring all the tithes to the storehouse that they be meeting my house. Improve me now in this. If I won't open the windows of heaven for you, pour you out a blessing, you won't have room enough to receive. Like and that. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. And over in Corinthians about 
Uh, he who sows sparingly also reaps sparingly. He who sows bountifully, what all so reap bountifully? And God's able to make all grace abound towards you, that you have all sufficiency in all things and have enough for every good work. So, and we declare scriptures in line with that. And some of them is we call it an offering. I mean, we call it thanks for. It's an offering of thanks. It's a confession we make about. Jobs and better jobs, cars and better jobs, businesses and better business. What we're believing God for, you know, raises and bonuses, just financial increase, things that are in line with God's word. And one of them in there is finding money, bills decreased, bills paid off. And, and I declare that not just on Sunday. I declared, you know, throughout the week, thank you, Lord, for your favor. Surrounds me like a shield, produces for me supernatural increase, restoration, honor, prominence, preferential treatment. I just declare and confess things in line with God's word. So I'm riding my bike and I was on my way to pay a bill and I was a couple of dollars short, but I'm still, I wasn't short. I was just conserving money. But anyway, I'm still confessing what God said about my finances. And I'm riding my bike, the pastor that I'm supposed to be riding the bike, I'm riding my bike and I roll up on four $20 bills sitting right there in my path. I didn't even have to get off my bike. I just leaned over to the side and picked off of them up said, praise the Lord, put them in my pocket and rolled away and went to pay the bill that I was supposed to pay. But again, some people like say, oh, that, that is not a miracle. It was a miracle for me because it was part of my needs being met. And that's part of my declaration, finding money, <laughs> checks in the mail. And I got another testimony, IRS. Said I owed them, you know, over $1,000 for taxes for 2013. And I hadn't paid them yet taking my time to pay them, and I just get a letter in the mail saying, oh, we readjusted your taxes. We owe you $742. Your check will be in the mail in two to three weeks. Well, I'm believing God for financial increase, and it's happening. Now, who he who does miracles among you, do he does it by the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, I've been hearing faith comes by hearing. I, you can speak faith, faith-filled positive words to yourself. You can speak in line with God's word about your your situation, you can put his word in your situation because his word is the truth and it'll manifest. And then God gets all the glory out of it. So I'm going to say he who does those miracles and signs, he does them by the hearing of faith. Because, again, we make those declarations during offering time and I make them throughout the week. I'm favorite. I'm right, a favorite. Right. And do we believe that the Holy Spirit still does that? There's probably some people. The Holy Spirit must have led me to go that direction. I mean, there'd be <laughs> people that are listening right now. Oh, that was just luck. That was just chance. Happens all the time. I got, I got a couple. I got lots of stories about my faith, and that's why I'm doing this broadcast because my faith stay on fire. Because I'm a believer, not a doubter. I believe what the Word says. I act on it, and I expect it. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.